the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Again, thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Uh, Big webinar tonight, uh, 7 o'clock. You can hear it here on KDO. Oh, no, you can't hear it here. Um, you can find it if you go to robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com, and you can sign up that way for the big webinar this evening. One of the things I like doing is talking investing, talking stock markets, and what we're seeing on a day-by-day kind of regular basis. Participants in the stock market, uh, you, me, investors, are kind of waiting right now. Um, on some key happenings, namely the FOMC meeting. And will they raise interest rates or not? It's presumed that they will. Um, Will the GOP get a tax cut bill approved before Christmas? We don't know. Like, we're thinking maybe. The FOMC decision, the Fed Open Market Committee, doesn't have, have any intrigue to me. I'm assuming... I'm expecting that they're going to raise the target range for the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points to one point from up to 1.25 to 1.50. Um, where the intrigue lies, where the mystery, mystere, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to mystere, is what do they say about the future and the interest rates that they expect in the in 2018? Because they may give us a hint. Fed Chair Janet Yellen, I don't expect her to give the finger to the crowd on her way out as she's going to be stepping down from the uh, head of the Federal Reserve and be replaced. So we don't expect anything bitter. We don't expect anything ugly. If we got it, I'd be thrilled because it just doesn't happen that way. The tax bill continues. What will it look like? gets a little bit more intriguing with news that Democrat Doug Jones defeated Republican Roy Moore in Alabama's tight Senate race. Moore has yet to concede defeat, yet President Trump has already congratulated Jones on the victory, and political experts have said a vote recount is very unlikely. (laughs) The New York Post had the funniest comment. Uh, I'll I'll leave it at that. It's a headline that basically says, screw you and the horse you rode it on, because... When uh, Roy Moore went to vote, he rode a horse to the, the, the balloting box. <laughs> I just find that, for some reason, that's humorous to me. Some new compromise proposals for tax reform, lowering the corporate tax rate to 21% instead of 20%, have been floated in the press. Yet it's all a parlor game right now, as conference committee members are trying to find a way to appease all GOP members in the Senate to secure any bill's passage with a simple majority. One can't take for granted that any proposal has been cemented um, as tax reform order until the final bill arrives on the president's desk. 
The Senate can only afford two no votes from GOP members, but with Jones' victory, that margin will be reduced to one no vote in 2018. There's a belief today, then, that Jones' win will spur an even more urgent push by the GOP to get a tax bill compromise worked out before Christmas. If a tax deal doesn't get done before then, and the work spills over to 2018, the possibility increases the tax deal doesn't get done. Dun, dun, dun! And Wall Street would not be happy. The stock market isn't living in fear, though. The market has been basically moving up, although I I, kind of want to say, I want to say that it's kind of, it feels tired right now for 2017. It feels like we've had a great year and asking for more out of the market is asking for too much, in my opinion. Um, It's an ominous sign for Republicans losing in Alabama a very, very Republican part of the world. And that kind of tells you that uh, the midterm elections next year, that Trump's done a lot of damage to the Republican Party as far as his very low uh, popularity vote. So the markets are higher right now. Nothing great, but it's higher. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? CPI, the Consumer Price Index, uh not too much of a worry. It increased four tenths of a percent as expected, while core CPI, which excludes food and energy, increased to smaller than expected one tenth of one percent. <coughs> so inflation is not a big scary thing to us right now. Energy increased to almost four percent, and it, it accounts for about three fourths of the total increase in CPI. So when you take a look at some of the areas inside of CPI. Uh, consumer price inflation. And again, it's important because like, if if we were to say that you're going to get a 4% raise this year and inflation was going to be 2%, you'd say, hey, we're living better. But if you're getting not much of a raise and inflation's going up 2%, you're like, oh, we're falling behind. Things are costing more. I can't afford what I used to be able to afford is the idea. So inflation, that's kind of the boogeyman, in my opinion. So no corporate news of note having undue influence on the market today, which continues to be guided by an absence of sellers. So people just aren't selling. It's like the same thing with the houses, right? In California, maybe the housing market would be healthier if people were selling, but people are holding on to their homes. 10 people want a home and there's only one home for sale, not four. So 10 people are bidding on one home. So there's a lack of sellers. There's a lack of inflation. Some good things are happening on, on Wall Street. Is it healthy? I don't think so. I don't think the real estate market's healthy. Even if it goes up and I own a home, woo! I don't think it's healthy. The opening gains in the market, uh, very, very modest. They've been rooted in the big ideas of got to the stock market to this point. The persistence of low interest rates, the persistence of low inflation, solid earnings growth, and tax reform optimism. So those are our stories of the market today. As the market turns, tune in tomorrow for another episode. Um, Apple's in the news. Disney's in the news. The Disney deal has seen value in Fox assets at about $60 billion. If Disney goes after Fox, if they get it, Netflix is going to have a competitor. Apple, at some point in time, has to get into the subscription model on video. Has to. So Netflix will have a competitor. Um, When Disney picks up Fox, 
they would pick up another something like a third or a quarter of Hulu, and they would own about 60% of it. And Hulu won uh, a TV award for Handmaid's Tale. So they're getting better at producing original content. And Disney has original content, and Fox has original content. It'd be interesting, to say the least, to see what a competitor of Netflix would look like. Apple still trading in an attractive valuation discount versus the market. Apple shares are up 48% to date. Um, one analyst, analyst says, we continue to see positive tailwinds for Apple's fundamental growth drivers. So the Apple iPhone 10, which I have, it's a pretty good phone. It's, it's a market improvement. Losing the home button is awesome. Going wireless with the headphones is awesome. Um, super upgrade cycle is out there. Tax reform benefit is there for Apple, and it would help them enormously. You have a sticky user base, which continues uh, pushing their services. You have an enterprise push. You have an attractive valuation. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. Apple's going to 200. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget a webinar tonight. You can sign up for free at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So it's near the end of the year, right? Doing a big webinar on income taxes and retirement, wealth preservation. You can sign up at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. It's always good to get that kind of stuff working for you, so to speak. Something I want to warn you about, as you're pretty so be wise, wolves may lurk in every guise. At the end of the year, you kind of fall prey to fearful predictions. I personally like the end of the year on ESPN because it's like the best plays in sports. I don't have time to watch every day. Show me the best. I'm good with that. The 18 best retirement stocks to buy. The 10 top fearless predictions for 2018. You need to be really careful with these kind of lists. I have an account at Yahoo. And back 19 years ago, roughly, I started saving you know, lists. You know, best stocks for 2001. Best stocks for 2002. And you know what happens? Some of them are the best stocks, and some of them aren't. And that's where you get into trouble. And that's where it becomes a bit of a problem. And that's where you really need to be kind of ultra-cautious. Um, because that's where it's going to bite you. The very first drink that I ever ordered illegally when I was 18, drinking age, got grandfathered into 21, but I wasn't grandfathered in. I, I missed the cutoff by like seven days. So, of course, I tried to order a drink illegally. And uh, when you're 18, you don't know what a drink is. You don't know you know, what you like or don't like as far as mixed drinks go. And I, I remember asking for a zombie. But no, I asked for a greyhound. And the bartender knew I was underage, I think. Because he goes, it'll bite you. And when he said that, I was like, you could see that I was scared which is cute, in my opinion. <laughs> Not great, but cute. So you kind of need to be careful on things that are like lists. End of the year, here's the best stocks. Kiplinger is going to tell you the 18 best stocks to buy. And it'll start all legit and everything. 
but what it won't tell you is that the guy who wrote it is an advertiser. And what he's trying to do is get your business. And that it is as legit as you as you might want. Like, for instance, AT&T is on the list of the 18 best stocks to buy because it has a 5.4% dividend yield, uh, which is great. They've got 47 million pay TV connections. They That support 16 million internet connections. Great. They've got $140 billion in capital investments over the past five years to support their hard-to-replicate array of technology. Will they or won't they fall in love with Time Warner? Will they stay in love while the Department of Justice sues them and says, you can't do that? Crown Castle is on the list. CCI, ticker symbol. It's got a dividend yield of about 3.9%. Bill Gates owns some CCI. What they do is they own cell phone towers, 40,000 of them. They own a lot of fiber. So they're kind of an infrastructure play on communication issues. Is it for you? I don't know. Duke Energy, 4.1% dividend yield. It's a regulated utility. They have no competition. They serve 7.5 million retail customers as far as electricity goes. Regulated utility stocks essentially act as government-sanctioned monopolies. So we're no, we know they're not going to go out of business, and we know they're going to raise rates every year. They have a highly constructive regulatory regions. So if interest rates rise and they need more money, or if something happens to their financial relationship with their earnings, they'll seek rate, rate relief with the regulators and say, look, we expect to be able to grow 4 to 5 to 6% per year. And we need. if you want energy, we need to raise rates. Elsewhere on the list of the top 18 stocks of the year, ExxonMobil. Dun, dun, dun. What do we know about ExxonMobil? We know they make gasoline because we go to Exxon and they, they say, they're like, put the tiger in the pump. And you're like, yeah, I want a tiger in my tank. Yeah. I want my car to purr like a kitten. Brr. So they market well. You don't need ExxonMobil gas. They pull oil out of the ground. They refine it. They send it through pipelines, and they, they put it in gas stations. They've got an impressive durability. But we have been hearing more and more lately about, at some point in time, the Americans are going to cut back on cars. They're going to share more cars. It doesn't mean we're using less gas, but more and more Teslas out there. We're using more solar power to fuel our vehicles. ExxonMobil enjoys greater economies of scale to help lower its operating costs. So they got economies of scale. Management has a solid long-term record of disciplined capital allocation as well. I'm not against ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil's cash flow covers its payout, and oil prices are bouncing back. They've got 35 straight years of improving their dividend. So that's not a challenging thought to be a stock that you could buy and it's not going to be Netflix. It's not going to be Amazon. It's not going to be Apple. It's going to be boring, and sometimes boring is okay. I refer to the granny panties as incredibly functional. You can't always wear a thong. Sexy, sexy, sexy. Sometimes you have to go functional. Um, and sometimes that's a little bit on the boring side. There's a company called Main Street Capital. 
It's an internally managed business development company. It's got $3.7 billion invested via its hybrid debt and equity strategies. Congress created the, the BDC, Business Development Company, Structure 1980, to facilitate lending to uh, and investing in small and mid-sized businesses. Now we're talking. They've increased their dividends 73 since, 73% since they've come public. Pretty boring, but it's a, a, a dividend-paying stock that pays monthly, which people find useful. It yields 5.7%. Big webinar tonight about income and retirement. 7 o'clock. You can do the webinar from your home. How exciting is that? Sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Happy holiday season to you, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, thanks so much. Got some big events coming up in the next year. Working on some new product ideas to help younger people invest and save. More on that soon. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Home Depot insiders sold $102 million of stock. That's a lot. <clears throat> it sounds like a lot, right? When insiders sell, what does it tell you? <clears throat> Excuse me. Does it tell you they know something we don't? Time to get out. Stock's up 39% this year. Sometimes people want to buy a house. Sometimes people want to buy a jet ski. Sometimes people want to buy a yacht. So the company said, we're buying back $15 billion of our own shares. But some insiders said, we're selling $102 million. Last year, they sold $65 million. But the company said, we're buying back $15 billion. Uh, do you buy Home Depot? Do you sell Home Depot? There's no doubt that Home Depot's valuation looks rich. But again, let's talk about some of the ideas there. Who's their competitor? Lowe's? Who's the next competitor? Maybe Amazon.com? Who's the next competitor? And that's it. Mom and Pop. I hate going to Mom and Pop because they charge me more for a gallon of paint. And when I figure out I have to put 18 gallons of paint on my home, I'm like, no! Shares of Home Depot and Lowe's are higher? No. One analyst says, why not buy them both? Are you going to have a home that needs paint on it next year? Are you going to have a home that needs uh, the floors redone, a power washer, a lawnmower, or are we all going to live in, in communities of bubbles with Mr. Bubble as our mayor? Ding dong, the mayor's dead. Analyst Stephen Forbes and his team said, we like Home Depot, and they have a $200 price target on it, and a $95 price target on Lowe's. They believe that macro trends and the nature of the home improvement industry will favor both stocks over time, even with their year-to-date outperformance. <clears throat> now, Home Depot <clears throat> is everyone's clear favorite, and there are clear differences between the two companies, Home Depot and Lowe's, meaning the valuation gap between the two stocks should continue. You know what I'm always impressed by? The knowledge base of the employees at Home Depot is pretty high. So we got, we got uh, why not own both? I look at a company like a Home Depot as a blue chip company. And there's no shame in owning a blue chip company. I would prefer you own a blue chip company. 
versus uh, XYZ security networks who's got this protection software that, that not only do when pirates try to log onto your website, but it kills the pirates. It's, it goes and, and, and destroys their computer. Someone's, someone in the audience right now is going, XYZ networks? How do I mention them? It's a made-up company. I, I, don't, I don't mind blue chips. Nike, for instance. Um, Nike was around when I was a little boy. Nike will be around when my little boy has a little boy. So am I excited about the stock, Nike? No. Do I own it? Yes. Nike still has international strength going for it, and there are some signs that North American business is beginning to improve. I saw Nike do something this year that I've never seen them do. Put their shoes on sale. North America growth. The millennials are getting a little bit wiser. The whole just do it and Nike improves performance. Eh, that's just marketing. Just do it. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like Nike for the long term patient investor. It's a blue chip company. Blue chips versus red chips. Which one do you want? You sexily want red chips. Like here's red chip, Finisar, up twenty six percent on a deal with Apple. Now Finisar makes some semiconductors that. Listen to this and do not censor me. I'm not saying anything dirty when I say this. They do vertical vertical cavity surface emitting lasers. Oh, <laughs> I said that on air. Um, And they're used for augmented reality and the iPhone. And Apple has this thing where they really do a really wise job of the home button on the iPad is the same as the home button on the iPhone. And the sensor for reading your fingerprint is the same on the iPhone that it's on the iMac and on the iPad. And the iPhone 10 has this vertical cavity surface emitting laser. And that's a big win for Finisar. For Apple to say, we're going to invest some money into helping you expand production. Big win for Finisar, big win for Apple. If Apple loves you, there's nothing better than the sunshine that shines on you. When Apple dumps you, you're in trouble. Viscals are used in the true depth camera in the front of the phone that performs facial recognition, things like animojis, which are pretty stupid. But it's a neat trick. So Piper Jaffrey's Troy Jensen said, we see Finisar as a $28 stock. And we see them as having a significant future in Apple's fiscal needs. So do you think Apple's going to put augmented reality cameras on their iPad? Uh Uh-huh. Just like their iPhone 10? Uh-huh. You think you're going to do it in future iPhones? Uh Uh-huh. Apple touted the fiscal prowess, saying it has rapidly adopted depth sensing technology in, in recent years, leading to the development and production of the most advanced fiscals used in the history of consumer electronics. The fact that my phone could recognize my face is pretty cool. Now, at what point does Apple want to build that technology into a TV? So when you walk into a room, it recognizes your face, and it says, Mr. Black, shall I turn on the TV for you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mr. Black. I see that you like fiscals. You're a naughty boy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we got that going for us, right? Intel's a good bet in 2018 as memory loses steam. A lot of people are looking at graphic processing units, GPUs, as the sexy semiconductor. But Deutsche Bank is saying Intel is going to have some 
some action going. So that's worth noting. They think they're going to maintain a defensive posture and remain vigilant towards cyclical data points, especially at current valuation levels. But you can still be optimistic about secular growth trends like artificial intelligence and electric vehicles. Intel is doing what they can to expand into new markets. And some analysts are saying, that's a good thing, because they're pretty powerful as far as the company goes. Oh, boy. Bitcoin. How can I go a show without talking about Bitcoin? Bitcoin futures are a safe way for institutional traders to trade Bitcoin without ever having to touch Bitcoin. So if you're afraid of Bitcoin disappearing, you don't actually have to buy Bitcoin. You can buy the features. Uh, or you can go to the exchange Coinbase. So now that regulators are watching the market more closely, institutions seem more willing to get into the game. A lot of the volume, if not a majority of it, is being driven by institutional traders. And we'll pay attention. I think this is the year where Bitcoin probably hits a home run and probably collapses. That ain't my game. That ain't my game. So one last thing that I want to mention about Edley, the mayor's dead. He was tech-friendly mayor of San Francisco. He convinced companies to stay and expand. He transformed the city's skyline. He enriched its coffers while generating a backlash. He died Tuesday after collapsing. 65 years old, but he was a major architect of the city's emergence, is arguably the startup epicenter of Silicon Valley. Prompted an outpouring of support from the tech community. The Salesforce Tower is the god-ugliest thing I've ever seen. It's 1,070-foot tower. And Mark Benioff, CEO of Salesforce, set, tweeted, I'll always remember my favorite lunch with him, where he asked me to focus Salesforce on improving the, the middle schools. He was the one who brings peace to all of us. And I got a big, ugly building out of it. Max Lefton, he was co-founder of PayPal. He wrote on Twitter that Lee was a tireless advocate for the city. A lot of companies decamped from the peninsula and headed to San Francisco. Twitter, Square, Pinterest, Yelp, Airbnb, Slack. And that brought millions of dollars into the coffers of San Francisco. Companies with headquarters outside of San Francisco, Google, Cisco, LinkedIn, built new campuses in the city. Because the talent of these companies wants to live in the Bay, in San Francisco. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Not quite sure what my time is. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I lived a very conservative life, financially speaking. I want to tell you about my private life. I lived a very conservative life, privately speaking. Um, on the money side, very, very conservative. I wanted to get to a million dollars before I was 35 years old so that I didn't have to work till the day I died. I saw my dad do that, and that wasn't cool. Some things on money that will haunt you. It's pretty interesting to think about money decisions that haunt you. I know you're saying, Rob, is this your Halloween special? Welcome to the Rob Black Halloween special. (laughs) What will scare me is having money on the sidelines. Too much money in cash will haunt you. A lot of people fear losing money. The true concern should be not getting your money active, whether it be in real estate, stocks, or bonds. 
keep an emergency fund for sure <clears throat> of cash that underperforms. But over the long term, a well-balanced portfolio will come out with a net gain. It has for the last 110 years. Something else that will haunt you. Not having a rainy day fund. Not having an emergency fund. So many things go wrong in life. And expensive emergencies like a car breaking down or a medical emergency can happen whether you're ready or not. So you want three to six months of cash. If you tend to work in an industry that takes you six months to build up some cash flow and some business, have a six-month emergency fund. If you tend to work in a, as a lawyer and you can power a paycheck in whenever you want it, three months is fine. But one of my friends is an attorney and uh, in San Francisco, takes a scooter to work. And sure enough, he got hit, out of work, his back is messed up. He used to do, you know, 50 billable hours a month, a week, and he went down to 10 and it hurt. Another thing that can hurt you, financially speaking, and haunt you is waiting to pay off debt. I was with a friend recently and it got slipped in. Uh, I've got $2,500 credit card debt. I'm like, what? Not you. But sure enough, sometimes when you move, movers cost money, rent costs money, down payment on a a new room costs money. After investments and emergency savings, you may feel your paycheck is dwindling. From student loans to mortgage payments, debt is pesky. A team of researchers writing in the Harvard Business Review this year suggests you pay off the largest debts with the highest interest rates first, and then you'll get... God, I want to use a dirty word. Ladies like Susie Orman, who are like... You should do what makes you feel best. Pay off the pay off the smallest credit card debt, because then you accomplished a goal. Now, now I'm with Harvard. If you've got a 25% credit card and a 5% mortgage, or a 2% diamond ring loan, pay off the 25% credit card debt first. Another financial decision that'll haunt you in the Rob Black Scary Halloween Special. <laughs> Not asking for a pay raise. On occasion, you you should go to your boss and say, "Can we get a review of my my finances? And can we get a review of where we are?" Bankrate found that forty eight percent of working Americans got a salary bump over the past year. Forty eight percent, and those who didn't most likely didn't ask for a raise. Chickening out of a salary negotiation, especially at the beginning of your career, could cost you a million dollars in your lifetime. By understanding your worth and the value you provide at work, you can earn more every year and maybe even retire early. And the final thing that I find scary and will cost you enormously is spending too much money. You know, I started the segment by saying financially I'm pretty conservative. Um, I drive a $35,000 truck. I don't drive a $60,000 truck. I want a Tesla, or I wanted a Tesla. When they first came out, they were kind of cool. But then you kind of learn everyone who drives them wears white pants all year round. And they're kind of like, no. Overspending is a problem many people fall victim to, but you shouldn't spend all the money you make. Spending right at your means, even if you don't go over and spend more than you earn, is like trying to take a race car up to 200 miles an hour with a warped wheel. If anything goes wrong, you hit a bump, bam, you swerve. You're done. You're finished. You're finito. You got to leave some room in your budget. You gotta leave some room in your budget to save. You gotta leave some room in your budget to earn more in the future. When I get raises, I don't necessarily go, you know what? Now I deserve a fifty thousand dollar truck. Not me. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Big webinar tonight. Sign up at robblackshow.com. It's 7 o'clock tonight. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.